Welcome to the Friday afternoon nap time show. Streaming live to all of your favorite platforms, including LinkedIn, YouTube, probably Twitch, uh, the Facebooks. Shows live and unedited. It's me, Jeff. Hi. The baby is now napping. So today, it's a solo episode. Um, it's just going to be me. I'm going to talk about some things that have uh, been on my mind. I think they're interesting. We're going to talk about podcasting. And uh, next week, awesome, Yvonne and Chris coming back. I just re-listened to the episode about bias, uh, which was, I believe, episode six or five. I forget which one it is. But man, it is really good. I love the dynamic between the three of us. So hope you'll join us uh, next week where we're going to go back over um, some new stuff. We're, gonna, we're actually going to talk about assimilation. Uh, we had some scheduling issues, so uh, we had to push back a couple weeks. But we're all coming back. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about podcasting. Um, I have been in the world of podcasting for, let's see, uh, a little about 11 years now, 10 or 11 years, I guess it's been. So my first exposure to podcasting was actually, I actually didn't, I wasn't a host. Um, my very, very first exposure to podcasting really, I mean, aside from like knowing that it was a thing, um, but my first like actual hands-on experience with podcasting was, um, I had a guy working for me named John Steyert, uh, who you've, I mean, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I love me some John Steyert. Uh, we've remained close friends over the years. Um, but this was back in 2012. Um, I had hired John in 2011. He was working with me, uh, in 2012 and he said, Hey, I think I want to start a podcast. I was like, Oh, it's a cool idea go for it. Like, what do you need? Um, and he was like, I don't think I need much. Maybe just, uh, you know, your go ahead to do it. Maybe, uh, I don't remember where, who, where the mic came from. I don't remember that. I don't remember how much support I gave him. I, as I remember it, he did basically everything. I just was like, yeah, man, go for it. So he started this show that he called social echoes, which I really liked the name by the way. And we had the most kick-ass opening. Um, that part I know I was involved in because, uh, social, uh, so echoes, if you're like me, the first thing you think of when you hear the word echoes is Pink Floyd. So there's a song called echoes on the Pink Floyd album called metal, where it's the last track. It's like a 23 minute long song. And, uh, it actually perfectly syncs up with the third part of 2001 space odyssey. I don't know for anybody out there, you know, if you know, you know, I guess, um, so anyway, it, it's like this really, um, yeah, anyway, the, I won't go too deep into it, but point being was it was a really interesting and awesome opening. Um, and I'm actually, uh, in the process of re-uploading all of those episodes, uh, to my hosting account so that the archival versions are all available. They're all still on YouTube. So if you go to, um, the true voice media, YouTube is still out there in the world. Um, so if you, um, if you, if you go to YouTube and you just search true voice media, you'll find the account and back on there. If you go all the way back in the videos, like more than 10 years ago at this point, 10 years ago, something like that. Uh, you can find all the social, uh, echoes episodes. There's actually a playlist for it. And, um, so anywho, um, my first exposure to podcasting was John doing this podcast. And I was actually a guest. I was the seventh guest, but we called the uh, episode 6.5 and we called it the echo chamber. Uh, so there was John and I talking about social media and like what was going on in the world. It was like a 53, 54 minute episode, something like that. And uh, that was my very, very first time ever being 
behind the mic in any way whatsoever. Like I had never hosted anything before. I had never been a guest on a podcast to my recollection. I mean, we're talking early days of podcast at that point. And, um, <clears throat> I really liked it. <laughs> and I saw John would get these guests that I was like, yo, how are you doing this? My man, like how, because when he said he wanted to start the podcast, I was kind of like, I mean, okay, go for it. Like have fun talking to yourself or like, you know, talking to, I guess, rando people that we know, but I mean, we're talking like heyday social media days. And for, again, if you know, you know, um, like he had Chris Brogan on Jason falls, Frank Eliason. I mean, we're talking people that were either case studies, thought leaders, or like the, the creme de la creme, Mitch Joel, who, um, I, I talk about a lot as being a major inspiration for me as a podcaster and how I approach podcasting. And, um, he would, he would just have these people on and talk to him about social media. And one day I remember asking him, this was like a pivotal moment for me in podcasting. I was like, how are you getting these guests? And he was like, I just ask them. I just ask them if they want to come on my podcast. I reach out and I was like, yo, cause at the, at this point, you know, I'm early in social, he's early in social. And I generally have no like fear of reaching out and talking to people. But John just did it. And I was surprised by that because these people were in the industry. They were kind of larger than life, a lot of them. Like Frank Eliason with Comcast Cares was like a case study that you could not avoid. So I just asked him and he was like, yeah, I just reach out to them and I ask them if they want to be on the podcast. And they say yes. And that was like a mind-blowing, like phase-shifting moment in my life because I realized, wow, you could just start a podcast and ask people to come on and they'll come on and talk to you. You get to talk to brilliant people. So I was really intrigued from that point. And, um, I decided that at some point I was going to start a show and really like what the, I think the way they all kind of shook out was that, um, you know, John did, I think like 20, I think it was like 26 episodes. Um, I don't have it right in front of me, but I think it was like 26 episodes that he did. And, um, then, uh, John actually, you know, he had been looking for, um, another job because quite frankly, I could not pay him very much at that point. Um, always loved working with John, like, you know, w wish I could have kept him forever, but, um, you know, I was barely feeding myself in those early days. So John had found a new job. So, uh, after he had taken that new job, I thought, oh, you know, we had this podcast. It seems kind of silly to let the whole thing fall apart. You know, what? I'm going to do my own. So I launched, um, it, it actually originally began as, um, part of, I had a blog at the time called social media philanthropy. That's where I really began most of my blogging early on. Um, and most of those posts have then been moved over to my jeffgibber.com now, but, um, early on I had social media philanthropy, which was pairing this idea of donating my ideas and opinions. Um, but also kind of trying to blend together social media, but also philanthropy and cause related things. And I had started the social media philanthropy podcast and I got about seven episodes in and I was like, all right, I'm going to make this my agency podcast. So I moved it over and it became True Voice Media Conversation. So that's 2015. So, um, you know, John got the whole thing started 2012 and I picked it back up in, you know, I think like 2015 roughly. Okay. So I start this podcast. I get about 60 episodes into it and I'm amazed because I just call people. I reach out to people and I get to talk to these incredible people. They come on and I get to pick their brain, ask them questions, learn all about them. And it was freaking awesome, man. Like I, 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 I gotta tell you, it was I still can't believe more people don't do a podcast because it's, it's like a hack. You get to talk to incredible people. Um, and, and like, honestly, at that time, like I wasn't doing incredible download numbers and I was, I was just there. Um, but I think people 
always appreciate the opportunity for a good conversation to reach new audiences, to have an asset that they can point to. And, um, you know, I've, I've really over time kind of taken to heart that it's better to make a thing and put it out there and have an asset that you can point back to, even if only like five people watch it, than it is to not have made that thing. Because at least you have something you can point to and say, I did that. Because it'll come up in your life. Things will come up where someone will say something, oh, I did a podcast about that, or oh, I wrote a blog post about that. But it's not as interesting when you say, oh, I had an idea about that. You know what I mean? So put it out there. So anywho, I, uh, I ran social media conversations for a number of years. And then in late 2016, I think it was, I got approached to join a podcast network, um, C-Suite Radio Network. And this was my first exposure to podcast networks. And um, I was intrigued by the idea and they wanted to bring on the True Voice Media Conversation show. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I didn't really like the idea of having my agency podcast on a network. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to come up with something new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire conversations. I'm going to come up with a new show. I'm going to start over. And that's when I came up with Shareable, uh, which is the podcast. That's my primary podcast to this day is Shareable. It's my number one that I, I spend my time on. Um, so I did that in, in like 2017. And when I retired conversations, I actually launched another show for true voice media called, uh, social currents. We talk about current events and social media. And I had the, uh, two women who were working with me join me on that show. They co-hosted sometimes they hosted. Um, and it was, it was also a really good show. So I had shareable. And then in 2019, I started rogue and I now have all of these other projects. Like I have the super productive podcast that's going to be coming out soon with my business partner, Sarah. Um, I have the post pod show, which is going to, you know, uh, it's just real quick. I uh, can't give you too much details about, but, uh, Lou diamond and I are doing this really fun thing. That's like a, a podcast for podcasters about the funny things that happen in podcasting. And I got a bunch more ideas. I actually have this really amazing idea for a show. I just don't have any time for it, but this is like a this is like a, a creme de la creme idea. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you need, you don't have an idea for one, um, I have an incredible idea for you uh, if you're willing to commit to it because I think it's an absolutely phenomenal idea. And it's actually one of the most efficient uh, show concepts that I've ever come up with, meaning like the amount of work that would go into creating the show itself would be actually quite minimal. Can't say any more than that, but like if you're interested in starting a podcast and you want to you talk about it, let me know. Um, so... Um, I can't remember when I started the shareable podcast network, but, um, you know, I had the shareable podcast and I thought, oh, that rolls off the tongue. So I started the shareable podcast network at shareable.fm. So the idea there was to create a podcast network. So I had an okay experience with C-suite radio and, um, you know, no shade to them or anything. I just, it didn't, it didn't give me what I felt like I was expecting to get from it. And, uh, I always, you know, came out of that thinking like, oh, I could probably do this better. I mean, like, classic entrepreneur stuff, right? Like always thinking, oh, we can improve that mousetrap. Um, so I thought, what if I made a podcast network that was built by a podcaster for podcasters so that it helped podcasters with all of the aspects of running a great show from creating a great show concept to having an efficient workflow for uh, going from pre-production and guest booking into production and post-production and promotion. And then what are all the different ways you could promote and amplify a show once you had it out in the wild? So I wanted to basically create a resource for all those people that wanted to podcast but didn't know how to podcast. So that's what the Shareable Podcast Network has become. And there's been a lot of technical difficulties along the way because it's one of those things where I'm like doing it on the side as I'm consulting and as I'm coaching and as I'm speaking and as I'm doing all these other things um, and podcasting and blogging. But 
you know, it's almost at the point I got a bunch of shows on there now. Almost all of them are mine except for uh, like two of them. But I, I'm now ready to bring on a lot of other shows. There's a lot of recommended shows on there too that are not on the network, but they're ones that I'm like, yeah, this is a great show. Um, so anyway, I have a podcast network. I have a really good idea for a show if you're interested. But the, the all of that thought process was to lead us here, which is today I wanted to talk a little bit about what does it take to be a podcaster? Why should you be a podcaster? Should you be a podcast guest? Um, all of these things are things that I think are, are worthy of a little bit of discussion. So um, I think it all begins with an idea, right? Every podcast I've ever done began with an idea. And truthfully, a lot of the podcasts I've done, the idea was how can I get really, really smart people to sit down for 20 minutes to an hour and a half or more to talk with me and be brilliant and I could just sit there and soak up their knowledge. Um, that, you know, <laughs> that was the idea for a lot of them. And uh, it's worked exceedingly well. Um, so the fact that I get, you know, people that subscribe and listen is just a bonus because truthfully, the whole KPI for me was how many amazing conversations could I have with amazing people? Uh, it's been a great idea. Strongly recommend it. But there's all sorts of things you might want to, you know, kind of start with as an idea, though, you know, less about like what you want to get from it, like an objective or a goal. But like, what is the idea idea? Um, you know, you look at a show like Serial that like really changed the game as it relates to what people thought a podcast could be, where you have this episodic show that comes out um, or the serialized show, I guess you could say, that comes out every week with a new episode. Uh, and then maybe you discover it later and you binge it. That like that just took off. And then all of a sudden, because of the nature of what ser the first season of Serial was about, you know, I don't know if this was big before, but it definitely wasn't as big as it, it was after Serial, which was the whole true crime um, category of shows. And that things of that sort really, really took off um, as people got more into thinking about podcasts as, you know, generally just like two white guys sitting there having a conversation about something. Uh, or two celebrities talking about things or whatever. And it instead became a vehicle for storytelling where you could have things happen from week to week to week. And I, I thought that was such a bold thing to happen and to, you know, really kind of change the way people thought about it. So now then podcast kind of became this thing where, um, you know, so the, the ideas that became available um, shifted. And, and I still think there's so much more that remains to be done in podcasting from an idea standpoint, I'd still love to see like a choose your own adventure podcast where the story unfolds non-linearly and you kind of have to navigate back and forth between episodes and um, in different ways. Um, so like, you know, you, you go through the story and you get to like episode seven and it's like, you know, jump to episode 32. And then when you're in episode 32, if you want to like go back in time, you can like zip back. So I just think there's a lot of things like that. There's all out there. But the point being is that it kind of starts with an idea. You know, maybe you have an idea that there's underrepresented voices in a particular space or a certain type of commentary around certain types of media or that there needs to be a sports show that combines this and that and the other or a sports show that is from a certain person or type of person's perspective or, you know, anything like that. So, so generally speaking, a good place to start with a podcast is, is what's the core of the idea? What are you trying to do? You know, for instance, this show... The, uh, and I'll, actually, I'll run through my shows real quick. So the, the Friday afternoon naptime show, the idea of the show is what can you do in the hour and a half that your son is napping on a day that you're off? Well, you can jump on LinkedIn Live and YouTube and just live stream and talk about different stuff that you're interested in. Now, for me, that's 
a show that I can pull off because I've been podcasting again since like 2013, 2015, whatever it was. Um, so I've been doing this long enough that I could just jump on here and do this, but that might not be the best idea for someone just starting out. Um, because the idea is going to be part of the way that you can kind of carry a show. Most podcasts don't make it past something like 10 episodes or maybe three episodes. Like a lot of them don't make it past 10 episodes. Um, so you got to pick something you're going to be able to stick with. Um, so rogue, my other show, uh, rogue is based on the X-Men character rogue of the same name, who is able to steal people's superpowers through touch. And I thought I'd like to steal people's superpowers through conversation. So the whole premise of the show, the way it's broken down, is that I talk to people about a unique ability that they have, something that they do well, and then we break it down into step-by-step so that people can map it onto themselves like a recipe. Uh, Shareable is a show that has had a number of different concepts and ideas. Uh, It's been a show based in, you know, we learn through conversation with other people and hearing people's stories, but that the most shareable things in life are things like practical information that we can utilize immediately, uh, people's interesting stories that move us and get us to see the world in different ways. So shareable has always been about things that are shareable and what we focus on has shifted over, over the years. Uh, I'm up to episode 235 right now. And there's been time where, you know, I went through a stint where we just did master classes. Uh, I went through a stint where we focused exclusively on people and technology, how people used uh, technology, how people shape, uh, uh, shaped and shifted the course of their life. Um, and that was, you know, early ideas. It's gone through different forms, but, um, you know, the whole purpose of starting your show with an idea is so that as you kind of go through it, if you get lost, if you forget what you're doing, you kind of go back to that original idea. So I think it's good to start with a really strong idea and something that's unique and different. I mean, there's a thousand shows where people are out there having a conversation and that shouldn't dissuade you from starting a show where you just have conversations with people. I think it's a a great show format. It's relatively easy. And I think there's an immense amount of benefit for you as a host to have that regardless if you get any listeners. So I'd say the second thing is you also have to know what your goal is. Like, what are you here for? Are you trying to um, monetize your podcast? Are you trying to draw attention to you? Are you trying to draw attention to your company? Are you trying to draw attention to an issue? So like, what are you hoping to accomplish? How will you measure that? What's that going to be about? Um, I've never really cared much about monetizing my show, even though I've made a pretty decent sum of money from podcasting over the years. Um, it's mostly been a byproduct of the conversation. So I meet people and then those sometimes turn into opportunities. I haven't been very deliberate about it. Um, but you know, I, I'm attempting here and there to be a little bit more deliberate about trying to um, utilize the show to be, you know, um, more beneficial to my various business endeavors. But um, it's important to understand why you're doing it because a lot of people will start a show because they think, oh, I have this brilliant idea and I'm going to do it. And they don't realize how much work actually goes into producing a podcast and how much goes into producing a particularly type of a particular type of successful podcast. So if your goal is like, you want to be in new and notable, like you got to know what goes into that. Like it's a lot of work. Um, if you want to be the sort of show that gets like 5,000 downloads an episode, like you got to know what goes into that. Uh, if you're the type that wants to be able to talk to people like Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky, like you got to know what goes into that. Um, and also you got to understand how the lay of the land has changed since those early days, like back in 2012, 2013, when I was in my early, early time doing this, I probably could have had like a number one show because just the competitive environment was different. Like you didn't have people, um, 
like uh, like there's a show out right now. I forget the name of it exactly. It just came out, uh, like by just, I mean like a year ago, but it's Jason Bateman and um, Will Arnett and a couple others, I think. And they have a podcast where they talk to other celebrities and it's like wildly popular and they have hundreds of episodes and it's like, but yeah, you're celebrities. Right. And then there's um, uh, the show Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. And it's like, it's a really good show, but like, you got to understand that you're now as if you're just a regular person, not a celebrity, you are now competing with like Kim Kardashian is going to start a show. She's going to fire up the top of the charts like immediately because of the size of her following. Right. So it's a different world now. Podcasting has become uh, something where smaller shows are going to uh, be really, it's going to be really tough to get out of the shadow of the larger shows and the celebrities. So it's really important to set your goals in in the right place. You don't have to be a huge show to make money. You don't have to have a huge show to derive value from being a podcaster. Um, you don't have to have a huge show or lots of subscribers or followers for your show to be valuable to promoting you or your business. So, but it's important to get really, really clear on why you want a podcast in the first place. Um, for me, it remains the same always. The reason I like podcasting is I like talking to people. Um, and I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty creative person. So I like to make stuff. I like to make stuff and put it out in the world. Um, I have a bunch of short-term, short-lived projects. I have things that have gone, you know, seven to 10 episodes and then I like abandon it and I go do something else. Um, that's fine. It, it's not a failure to stop doing something sometimes, um, but you have to know why you're doing it, right? So because for me, I'm not trying to, you know, get a million subscribers. I'm not trying to make a million dollars from podcasting. It's a lot easier to abandon something and work on something else because, um, you know, I didn't structure it in the first place to go after that endeavor. So when I'm looking at like, where am I, uh, putting my time and attention? Um, it, it makes sense sometimes to drop some ideas. So get really clear on that. Okay. Now I only got about 10 minutes left before I got to jump off, but, uh, I'll give you a few more things, uh, thinking about podcasting. So what do you need to podcast aside from like a basic idea? And I would suggest having a goal for it, but like, let's say you don't even do the goal part. Let's say you have a very basic idea and you just want to have conversations with people. No big deal, right? You just want to do that. What do you need? You need recording and hosting. So by that, I mean like you need an iPhone or you need a microphone and a computer, or you, you need some way to capture your voice and put it into into the world, out into the ether, out into the internet. And it's become very easy to do that. You can use a program like Anchor and you can just do a podcast right from your phone. Um, but you can also go more full tilt and you can invest in your equipment and you can do more. And there's a lot of things you can add to that. But at the very least, you need like a way to capture your audio and a way to upload that audio to some form of hosting. Um, again, there's free things like Anchor. Uh, which I don't recommend, but it does exist and it's a good way to get started, uh, which to that point, I think the most important thing, if this is your first time doing it, is just get started. Just record episodes, get your feet wet. You got to get really clear on what it means to do this work um, because it's not it's not something that you're just going to like do and check off your list and you'll be done with it. It's like a thing you ongoingly do. Like even if you're planning seasons of 10 episodes, like there's a process that goes into that. You got to understand what's the flow of your episode. Do you have guests? Do you not have guests? Is it a monologue? Uh, is it uh, is it something where you have guests? Is it something that's got like an episode or something like that where it's multiple uh, different things? Is it a serialized sort of thing? So there's a lot of different formats because that's going to take some time and effort. So I would say just get in, get your feet wet, then start investing in equipment. So like the microphone I have now, the mixer that I have now, the just the whole setup I have now is nothing like what I would have bought in the beginning or even that I would advise people 
do in the beginning. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm uploading archived versions of some of my older stuff and I'm listening to the audio. I'm like, oh, sweet God, that's horrible. I cannot believe that I put that out in there. Um, because when you're doing podcasting, your audio is everything. You're, you're in people's ears. This is the first and most, this is like the only way you're really interacting with them. Even if you have a video podcast, a lot of people watch it or, or, or consume it without watching the video. They're actually just listening to it and maybe have the video on in the background. Um, some people watch, but even if they're watching it, uh, the audio is the most important part. So the first thing that you're going to want to invest in, if you decide to upgrade your equipment at a later date, is you're going to invest in better and better sound. I've gone through now, this is probably like my 10th mic at this point. I have microphones everywhere. Um, you know, I started with the Yeti Snowball, like the blue, blue Snowball. Uh, sorry, not Yeti, the Blue Snowball. And then I went from the Blue Snowball to the Blue Yeti. And then I went from the Blue Yeti to something else and something else. And I'm on my second mixer, second mixer. Um, so it you just go through through phases with it. But in terms of equipment, I'd say don't overinvest early. Um, get a good get a good mic, you know, you don't have to go crazy though. Um, and then when you decide you're ready and you're willing to commit to it, then you upgrade and you get better equipment. Um, another thing I've learned over the course of being a podcaster is you always have to be updating and refining what you do. Like always be looking at like how to make the show better. Understand like where you as a host uh, can ask better questions where you can shut up and listen more, where you can intervene when it's necessary. Um, so always be refining, refine the concept, refine your process of, um, you know, the pre-production, the production, the post-production, constantly be looking for making it better and more efficient. Uh, the efficiency piece is a really big part of this because it takes a lot of time to be a podcaster, even if you're efficient. I mean, a lot of my shows I've tried to structure in ways where I basically do the episode and I've gotten to the point where there's not a lot of editing with it because we just have a conversation and I, I kind of have my my markers throughout the course of the episode to be ready with. So at the end, when I have that audio, we just got to drop it into like GarageBand and I've got an intro and I've got an outro and then it's done. But even that, you take the the time to record the episode, the time to import it into GarageBand, to make a few clippings here and, and adjust the rubber bands and such export it and maybe, you know, I also optimize the, the, um, audio using a program called Hindenburg. And even that will take, you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes, which if you think about it, that's, that's a pretty decent amount of time still. And you still have to, you know, uh, upload it and make sure that it's ready to go out. And then you got to make sure that, you know, so there's, there's time that goes with it, but always be refining and looking for the ways you can make that more efficient. Um, all right. Final thing. I only got a few minutes left before I'm going to jump off and go play some video games before this kid wakes up. But, um, being a great guest. So I'll give you just a couple thoughts from the other side of the mic. Uh, so I've been a host for a long time. I've also done a lot as a guest. I've been on a lot of shows and I also do something that's really unique that a lot of other podcasters have taken. Um, but this is definitely like, I don't know anybody that did this before me. Um, I, I'm happy to know if somebody did it before me, but even if they did, I, I thought of it independently. But in 2017, when I launched Shareable, I did something called the mic swap where I would let my guest become the host and I would become the guest. So basically after we recorded an episode, we would then record an episode right after that where we'd switch seats basically. And um, so because of that, of the 235 episodes I've done of Shareable, a lot of them, I'm actually the guest on the show. Um, and then beyond that, I've also been a guest on other people's shows. So I'm just going to give you a little bit about 
being a guest because I think I'm a, a pretty decent guest. And I think the reason I'm a pretty decent guest, one of the reasons I guess I'm a, a pretty decent guest is because of my time hosting. So I'll give you, I actually have written a post on this somewhere. I think it's on jeffgibber.com, but uh, how to be a great podcast guest. Um, and I'm not the only one to say a lot of these things, but I'll just give you a couple of the big ones. Um, one monologues, you got You got to trim the monologues. So I've had guests before where I'm like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. And then like 25 minutes later, um, you know, exaggerating. Cause obviously I'd interrupt them, but there, there are people who will give you every freaking detail and they will keep talking, keep talking. And I think, especially if you're on a show where there's a host and a guest, it's really important that there's a back and forth, that there's a dialogue happening. So it's really important that you're, um, the things that you're saying on podcasts should be short and sweet. And that doesn't mean like you can't take your time with something, especially if, if the host asks you to elaborate on something or explain something thoroughly. But I would say that if you've been talking for more than five minutes, it's too long. Um, I would say a good way to think about it is that most things you say should be between 30 seconds and three minutes. Like that's a good chunk of time for you to be, for you to be talking and What's likely going to happen is that the host will jump in and say, tell us more about that. Or, or if they're a good host, they'll, they're going to, they brought you on to be a guest, like not to hear themselves talk. So they're going to ask you another question, right? So what keeps the show interesting, sort of like when um, in video you do kind of like quick cuts is that the, the contrast is what allows for an episode to be dynamic and interesting. So you got to really keep your answers tight. Um, so when I go on a show, I try really hard not to like info dump or just go really deep down rabbit holes. And I know I do from time to time, but I really am conscious of it. So if you want to be a really good guest, if you want to make your podcast, um, the podcast host really happy, um, give answers that are succinct. That doesn't mean you go on and you say like, yes, and then you're quiet, right? Because nobody wants to have to carry the conversation as a host, but what they don't want is to be sitting there and like watching you talk for 10 minutes. So short and sweet and keep it tight. Um, second thing I'll say is, um, make sure you're in a quiet location. If you can have a good mic, please try to have headphones. Um, there's nothing worse than bringing people on and you've invested in your own setup and you've got your own stuff and you're like, great. And then you have, uh, you have somebody who's on like, you know, earbuds or something like that at the train station. Like I, I legit had someone getting into a cab as they, as we were supposed to start our episode. And I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. So, um, yeah, just be respectful of the host, try to have good equipment, try to be in a quiet location, try to wear headphones. Like if you do all those things, like that's kind of a little bit of the bare minimum. Like, you know, I know for me, I love when, ho when my guests show up and they have like awesome equipment and they're in like a nice quiet space. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. I, cause that's one thing off of my mind now. I know you got that covered. Um, I would say, um, have your key talking points tight right? Like you don't have to have everything tight because you don't, you can't expect everything that a host is going to ask you. But if you have something like, if you're on a promoted book, let's say you should know your points about your book. At the very least, you should have like a few sticks that you're like able to just crush it. You know exactly what those things are. And that's one of, one of the challenges with that, as I can tell you as a host is that I don't like doing, you know, when, when a, an author is on like their book tour, right. And I recently did my own book tour. You don't want to keep saying the same things over and over and you don't want your, you don't want to basically reproduce a podcast that someone else did. Um, so you want to make sure you have your, you know, as a guest, you have a few core things that you do really well and that you, you can say as nice tight stories. Um, so that's, I think a really important thing when you get asked, uh, 
you know, for your contact information where you go, it's really good if you only have a few of those. Like I love when guests come on and they're like, my email is this and my website is this, right? But if you're like, my email is this, my website's this, my Instagram is here and you can catch me on LinkedIn here and you can go to Facebook to get me here and you can download our free, like try to limit it to like three. Keep that nice and short and sweet. Um, what else? I got quiet space. I got keeping your stuff nice and tight, knowing your talking points. Uh, I would say this is a funny one. And, and I don't know if this is like every podcast host gets this, but, um, so like this is definitely not trying to be a humble brag, but, um, I've had a lot of my guests will say, that's a good question. Right. And, um, sometimes it's, it's a spontaneous question that I've asked. Sometimes it's a question that I ask every guest. Like I start off every uh, episode of shareable. I say, what's the dent you wish to make in the universe? You know, what, why are you here? What are you here to do? I've heard people say, that's a good question. I'm like, I know I ask it literally every, every episode. That's no shade to anybody that said that. I'm just giving it as a, as an example. Um, so the reason I bring that up is if your host is asking you great questions, that's awesome. But I, I also would be cautious about limit it to like two or three, <laughs> three, three, even it starts to feel like it's pushing it. But I, I've had guests who come on and they'll say it after almost all of my questions. That's a really good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. It's a really good question. And you know, you ask a good question and it starts to, um, starts to become a little bit of a distraction. So it's not just that, but it's anything where you have, um, anything that repeats too much and that the repetition isn't based in trying to make a point, right? Like if you watch Simon Sinek's, um, the golden circle Ted talk. He says, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. He mentioned that a bunch of times, but that was deliberate. Right. But if, uh, I, I noticed myself in one of my, a couple of my episodes as a, as a host, um, I, or maybe it was one of his guests. I don't know. Maybe both, but I, I would say absolutely, 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 absolutely. I said absolutely probably 75 times in the course of this episode. I listened back and I absolutely hated it. So just be really careful about, uh, especially if you're doing a tour and you're going on a lot of podcasts, just be listen back to yourself, figure out what's the thing that I keep doing that could be potentially distracting. Um, so there's just a couple tips on how to be a really great guest. Um, hopefully gave you some things to think about, about being a, a, a podcaster, if you're interested in do it. And then the final thing I'll just leave you with before I jump is, uh, why should you start a podcast? Uh, I said it at the beginning, but I think one of the best reasons to start a podcast is because you get to talk to great people. Uh, and that's, you know, you don't necessarily have to have guests, but, um, if you decide to do a guest show, that's probably the best reason. Um, the second reason to start a podcast, and I mentioned this earlier, is it's an asset you can put out into the world. It's a thing that you can point back to, right? So I just jumped on here while the kid's napping for the last 35 minutes, and I've just been literally just rambling about podcasting um, and telling you about what is an actual real decade of experience doing this things that I've learned, things that I like, things that I don't like, things that I've seen on both sides of the mic. And someday somebody is going to ask me about podcasting and I'm going to be able to say, let me send you this. And it, and it's a, may not be my tightest and best work, but again, it's Friday, kids napping, about to go play some video games and just felt like jumping on talking about this. So, but the point is I have an asset now and I can send that to people. So if you think about your company and you come up with the 10 things that you need all of your clients to know about or all of your prospective clients to know about, and you create 10 episodes to address each of those 10 things, look at that. Your sales team now has 10 resources. Your marketing team can now chop that up into multiple pieces and they can disseminate it across all of your other marketing channels. So I would really strongly 
uh, advise starting a podcast because it's a thick piece of content. It's a big piece of content that can be atomized and chopped up. And it's also something that in general, um, you know, people look to as being an authoritative piece of content. Um, a good friend of mine in the podcasting space, Doug Sandler, uh, from the nice guys on business podcast, he says that you put a mic in front of people and it's like truth serum. You know, you get a mic in front of somebody else you're talking to, and they're going to tell you all about it. Uh, you know, whatever questions you ask, they're going to, they're going to answer it. Um, and I think that there's just a lot of value in that. So I'm a big proponent of podcasting. I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love jumping on and doing this thing. And, um, and I strongly advise that if you are curious about it, if you're interested in it, if you want to talk about it, I'm always open to talk about it. Like feel free, hit me up. If you're on LinkedIn, if you're on YouTube, um, I'm probably not going to see your comment. I'll probably see it on LinkedIn, but reach out to me. Um, I'm easy enough to find, but if you go to me at jeffgibber.com or don't go there, but email me at jeffgibber.com, um, or reach out to me again on LinkedIn, best way to get in touch with me, but I'm happy to talk to you about podcasting and my experience. I'm happy to give you some ideas, happy to listen to your idea. Um, and if you're one of those people early on that caught me saying like, I have this really kick-ass idea for a podcast and you're interested in podcasting and you're like, maybe I would take that over for you. Uh, reach out to me because literally the idea is too good to waste. I got to do something with it. I got to find somebody who's willing to, to host this incredible idea that I have. So, um, and it, and it's, there's a window of time here. Like we're talking like that there's maybe, maybe three to six months where this idea is just going to be fire and it's going to hit hard. So if that's, if you're interested in starting a podcast and you need a good concept that will absolutely be fire, um, I got one for you. Um, I think it could spin into an empire too. That's another, another thing for another day. Anyway, I've been here long enough. I have a uh, NHL 23 waiting for me right here. I'm in the middle of a franchise, um, in the middle of a season. And, uh, I just, I, I gotta go deal with that. I gotta go, uh, lock in a few more wins, uh, trying to, trying to get the scoring title. So thank you for tuning in, uh, whether you were tuning in live or whether you listened, uh, or watched after the fact, either any of those all good. Uh, make sure to follow me on LinkedIn and subscribe to me on YouTube if you want to catch the show live, or you can just subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get uh, your podcast. If you look right here, down here, I mean, if you're watching, you can see right there, shareable.fm. I don't know if, let me put my hand behind it so you can better see it. Uh, but shareable.fm, sorry, I'm really light-skinned. That probably doesn't help. Shareable.fm slash nap-time is the show. You can find links to uh, Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to Google Podcasts, to Stitcher, all the different places where I have this. Uh, you can find it. You can subscribe to that there. I do this every Friday. Uh, I didn't do it last Friday, but I do it almost every Friday while the kid's napping uh, and talking about stuff that's going on and what I'm interested in. Uh, so you can listen in live. You can catch after the fact. Um, thanks for your attention and or feedback. Anybody that has written to me or has given me any feedback on an episode, love you, appreciate you. You're awesome. Very good looking people. Uh, and I will see you next week once again, once the baby falls asleep. So thanks so much. Oh, and tune in next week because I got Yvonne and Chris coming back. We're going to talk about assimilation. It's going to be awesome. And catch the episode we already did on bias. It's, it's awesome. <laughs>